slides it out for Ekblad. Back to Hoffman, blocked by Polak and Price! Another spectacular stop! Broussard tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Marcel with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, welcome to the Monday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. So glad you could join us today. Big win for the Islanders on Saturday afternoon. They defeated the Pittsburgh Penguins 4-1. to The series is even at two games apiece. We will break it down and talk about what the Islanders did so well and why this is a very encouraging win for this hockey team. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off of your next order. So, the win, the decision, Ilya Sorokin ends up the goalie. We will discuss that. Of course, we will look ahead to Game 5, pivotal Game 5 tonight in Pittsburgh. We will have a preview, and of course, we have our Islanders birthday of the day and a lot more coming up on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. If there's something Islanders related on your mind, you have a question, a comment, a topic you'd like us to talk about, feel free to send us an email, the email address, LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. If you leave your name and where you're from, we are happy to mention you on the show when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You can also follow the show on Twitter, at LockedOnIsles. And you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at IceWarsNYRVSNYI. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings. And I will be live tweeting during every Islanders game. So make sure you join us for that. So the 4-1 to win over the Penguins on Saturday. Absolutely a huge, huge game. Obviously, the Islanders could ill afford to fall behind in the series by a 3-1 to margin. We talked about that on Friday. You would have had two of the potential final three games in Pittsburgh, and you would have needed to have won all three. So it was encouraging that the Islanders came out and really, for the first time in the playoffs, played Islander hockey. You look at the numbers in this game. And the Islanders were able to hold the Penguins in check. They did manage 30 shots on goal, but many of them came in the third period after we knew the outcome of the game had already been decided. Uh, I don't really remember very many Penguins odd man rushes. There was no longer a lot of room in the neutral zone for the Penguins. And although it happened in some spurts, The Penguins' forecheck did not tie up the Islanders in their own zone for extended periods of time. Overall, this was Islanders hockey. And, you know, the Islanders win when they are difficult to play against. When they are able to get that early lead, 
and then get under the skin of their opponents, forecheck them, backcheck, not give them any room, clear out those rebounds, don't give them high-quality scoring chances, and wear them down. And boy, did we see the Pittsburgh Penguins lose their cool a number of times in this game. It looked like the Islanders were concentrating on getting under the skin of two particular players, Evgeny Malkin, who ended up with six minutes in penalties and really did seem to get off of his game, and then Chris Letang, who also took a foolish penalty and really did seem to lose his cool a couple of times in this contest. So overall, in that sense, it was mission accomplished. You didn't see the Penguins uh, with 40, 45 shots on goal like they had early on in the series. There weren't a lot of odd man rushes, and the Islanders were not on their heels taking foolish penalties and, and, and just being outplayed in this game. And that, in and of itself, was an absolutely welcome thing. And let's face it, you know, the Islanders won game one of this series in spite of the fact that they really didn't play except for parts of one period. Uh, you know, they, they really did not play their game, certainly didn't play their game in games two and three, but now they really did do a lot of the things that you want to see happen in this game. And it is so important. Look. Two of the Islanders' goals came on the power play. They were 24 seconds apart. One was credited to Wallstrom, but it was really an own goal by uh, one of the Penguins. And the other to Jordan Eberle, who finally gets off the schneid and gets his first goal of the playoffs. Matthew Barzal, two assists in this game. That was certainly encouraging. And the Islanders really just found themselves in this contest and that is impressive you know we talked about the defense and how important the team defense is for this islanders club look at these statistics Sidney crosby two shots on goal in the game only one until uh you know the last few minutes of the game when the game was more or less out of reach and then evgeny malkin you know how many shots on goal he had in game four Zero. That's right. Absolutely not one shot on goal by Malkin in this contest. So that was certainly, uh, you know, the way you want to play it. And it looked like the Penguins' fourth line, which had been so good, in, especially in games two and three, kind of, you know, they had, I think, maybe one really strong shift on the four check, but overall, uh, did not get the job done. And, you know, we talked about the power play. Oliver Wallstrom, a two-point night, four shots on goal, six shots on goal for Anthony Bavillier. He had an assist. Ryan Pulak with a goal and an assist. Overall, just a strong game for the Islanders, top to bottom, and it really showed. Cal Clutterbuck led the Isles with seven hits, Uncle Leo right behind him with six, and uh, again, just the Islanders finding a way to play their game, and it was very, very refreshing. We're going to talk about the goaltending in game two and how important that was and what it'll mean going forward. 
We've also got our Islanders birthday of the day and a whole lot more. More to get to on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Islander fans, this episode is brought to you by your friends at Credit Karma. Who doesn't want instant gratification? If you're looking for satisfaction, there's no need to wait. With Credit Karma money, you could win cash reimbursements for debit purchases. Credit Karma Money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases. When you use your Credit Karma Money debit card, you can win daily instant karma purchase reimbursements on items up to $5,000. Just pay with your debit card, and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot, and your instant karma cash will be added back to your spend account. Right now, visit creditkarma.com slash winmoney to open your free account and start winning instant karma. Go to creditkarma.com slash winmoney to sign up for free and start winning instant karma. That's creditkarma.com slash winmoney. Instant karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank, Inc. Member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. Today's episode is also brought to you by Lucy. Lucy Nicotine is a company founded by Caltech scientists and former smokers looking for a better and cleaner nicotine alternative. Finally, tobacco alternatives that don't suck. Research and developed for three years to be made for people, not patients. Lucy has created a nicotine gum with four milligrams of nicotine that comes in three flavors, wintergreen, cinnamon, and pomegranate. Lucy also has a lozenge with four milligrams of nicotine that comes in cherry ice, citrus, and mint flavors. Lucy lozenges and gums are FSA and HSA eligible, so you could use your FSA cards to purchase Lucy now. And it's convenient and discreet. Products can be enjoyed anywhere, on flights, at work, on the go, or even in the gym. It's 2021. Get rid of your cigarettes, unplug your vape, throw out your dip, and get some Lucy nicotine gum or lozenges. This is the real deal. A subscription to Lucy comes directly to your door each month. It's so simple, and you don't have to leave your house because Lucy has delivery down. Lucy lozenges and gum are also FSA and HSA eligible, so you could spend pre-tax dollars on them. Locked on NHL Network listeners, go to lucy.co and use promo code LOCKEDONNHL to get 20% off all products on your first order, including gum or lozenges. That's lucy.co and use promo code LOCKEDONNHL at checkout. Warning, this product contains nicotine derived from tobacco, nicotine, is an addictive chemical. That's lucy.co, and be sure to use that promo code LOCKEDONNHL. So the big decision made by Coach Barry Trotz in Game 4, switching goalies. He goes to Ilya Sorokin, and Sorokin got the job done. Now, yes, part of it is that the team played better in front of Sorokin, gave up fewer scoring opportunities, Gave up less quality scoring opportunities, fewer odd man rushes, got the puck out of their zone better. Yeah, all of that was a factor. But don't overlook the importance of what Sorokin did. The first two games of the series that Varlamov played, games two and three, he gave up a soft goal in the opening few minutes of the game that put the Islanders behind And it really is deflating to a team when a goalie gives up a soft goal like that, especially in a close 
competitive series like everybody expects this one to be. This game was going to be different, and the Islanders sensed that right away, really, when early in the game, first shot on goal, instead of it going in, Sorokin made a quality save right away, and it was like you could feel the Islanders exhaling, that all of a sudden they just knew that everything was just going to be different in this game. And Sorokin never lost his cool. There was some physicality going on in front of the goal and, and elsewhere. And, uh, you know, a few flurries by the Penguins at different times. And all the time, there was Ilya Sorokin. Even though he is an NHL rookie, he played like he had been there and done that. Came up big on those few occasions when he had to and helped set the tone for this Islanders team in Game 4. Probably should have had the shutout, lost it in the last couple of minutes of the game, but I'll tell you this, uh, Barry Trotz almost has to stick with Ilya Sorokin, should stick with Ilya Sorokin right now in this series. Now, I, I thought he should have played him in Game 2, uh, after his good performance in the win in Game 1, he didn't. I understand that. I said all along that Barry Trotz prefers to play veteran goaltenders and veterans in general. But at the end of the day, the important thing for the Islanders now is you ride the hot hand. And the hot hand is Ilya Sorokin. If Sorokin struggles, if he gives up a couple of goals early, they have, they'll have no hesitation whatsoever to go back to Simeon Varlamov. But right now, the job for the next game and maybe beyond is Sorokin's to lose. And as long as he plays well, he will most likely be the starting goalie throughout this, you know, playoff run. So Sorokin, cool under pressure, even keeled. And showed some great lateral movement, played his angles well. You know, when he's struggling, Sorokin is often dealing with the difference in angles between the NHL and the KHL. And you see he gets a little tentative on them at times. When, you know, when, he, when he's struggling and he's doubting himself just a little bit, that sometimes can be an issue. But it wasn't an issue in Game 4. It wasn't an issue in Game 1. And... Look, I'm not saying that, you know, some people on Twitter during the game were saying, yeah, this is the start of the Ilya Sorokin era. It's a little premature to say that. Could it be? Maybe. Yeah, it could be. It, it, it could be. But for that, Sorokin is going to have to go on a pretty nice run here. And I'll tell you right now, you know, if he has a bad game in Game 5, they'll go right back to Varlamov in Game 6, maybe even during Game 5 without any kind of hesitation. So that is obviously an issue, but you got to ride Sorokin right now. You got to go with him and give him the chance to continue to show what he can do. He played a very good game in Game 4. The Islanders needed their goalie to come up big, and the, the good news is that he absolutely did just that. And 
you know, for the Islanders, you can't ask for too much more from a goalie than Sorokin. You, you would have hoped for the shutout. It would have been certainly beneficial. But at the end of the day, you know, 29 saves in 30 shots and some of them big. And, and that was certainly a welcome thing. As far as the physical stuff was concerned, and obviously there were, you know, there was a lot of it. I think the Islanders handled it pretty well, all things considered. Did not let the Penguins get under their skin, and they got under the Penguins' skin. But, look, Game 5, back in Pittsburgh, Penguins have the last change. We'll talk about what that means and what we can expect in Game 5. Plus, we have our Islanders' birthday of the day and a whole lot more still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Islanders fans, today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Did you know that Built Bar has nine delicious flavors plus the occasional limited time flavor and those really sell out in a hurry? When you talk to a Built Bar fan, they are definitely passionate about their favorites. If you don't know Built Bar, well, you're missing out. How about these great flavors? Coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate and salted caramel. Yes, there is something for everyone. My favorite on this list, obviously, the salted caramel. Uh, you know, sweet and salty at the same time. But if you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. And not only are Built Bars good tasting, but they're healthy too. Most of the flavors have 17 grams of protein, only 130 gram, uh, calories, only 4 grams of sugar, and 4 grams of net carbs. Nine amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. Order today and get that raspberry or mint brownie or whatever you like. Don't know what to get mom for Mother's Day? Well, most moms I know love Built Bar. Send her a box and you're sure to be her favorite for at least a while until you get her that next box of Built Bars. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCK15, you'll get 15% off your first order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day, and uh, this one is a little a little obscure today, and we are a day early, but I want to wish a very happy 53rd birthday to former Islanders defenseman Brad Turner. Brad originally drafted in the third round by the Minnesota North Stars back in 1986, spent four years at the University of Michigan before joining the Islanders organization after he graduated, played three games with the Islanders in 1991-92, spent the rest of his time with the Capital District Islanders, their AHL affiliate, ended up playing in Europe before hanging up his skates after the 1997-98 season. We're going to go back and look at one of Brad Turner's games with the Islanders, January 4th, 1992, at the Nassau Coliseum, Quebec Nordique in town, and in this game, Quebec going with Ron Tugnut in goal, while the New York Islanders countered with Steve Weeks, and the Islanders get on the board first, it was Ray Ferraro, Midway through the first period, his 20th of the year, Derek King and David Volek with the assist. one nothing Islanders after one. In the second, the Islanders' special teams come up big. First, it was a power play goal 
by Derek King. Mark Fortier in the box for boarding. Tom Curvers and Jeff Finley with the helpers. 2-0 Islanders. And then in the final minute of the period with Dennis Vasky off for tripping, Dave McIlwain gets a shorthanded goal. His seventh, the assist to Bill Berg. 3-0 Islanders after 40 minutes. In the third period, Graham Townsend extends the Islanders' lead just a minute and a half into the period. Ray Ferraro and Jeff Finley with the assist. 4-0 Islanders. Goals by Matt Sundin and Jamie Baker pull Quebec to within 4-2, but with a minute 14 left on the clock, Islanders back on the power play. UB McDonough, his first of the year. David Volock and McIlwain with the assist. Islanders skate away with a 5-2 win over Quebec. And Steve Weeks, 35 saves as the Islanders were outshot 35-27 to uh, in this, excuse me, 37-27 to in this game. Ron Tugnut started, was pulled. Jacques Cloutier came on and gave up the last two goals. As for Brad Turner, he was a plus one in this game. And again, it was one of three NHL games that Turner played uh, spending the rest of his career in the minors and in Europe. So again, happy 53rd birthday to former Islanders defenseman Brad Turner, the native of Winnipeg, uh, briefly an Islander, but uh, a good guy. And uh, we wish him a happy birthday and many, many happy more. We look ahead now to game five of this series. Obviously, it is pivotal. Anytime you have a game, a series that is tied, the odd-numbered games become huge. Whoever wins game five only has to win one out of two, and that sets them up. For the Islanders, you win game five, you have a chance to close out this series at the Nassau Coliseum in game six. Obviously, the Penguins, as the home team in Game 5, will have the final change. And I think what you're going to see is they're going to try to line up the Crosby line against the, either the B&B line or the Islanders' top line, but try to keep them away from J.G. Pajot and from the identity line. You're going to see, I think, the Penguins be a lot more aggressive on the forecheck and try to force the Islanders into those mistakes that they were making in games two and three especially. And I think that you're going to see the Islanders uh, having to stick to their style of hockey. Realistically, if the Islanders can make Pittsburgh play their style of hockey from the majority of this game, they have a good chance to win. You've got to be encouraged by the goaltending encouraged by the power play the penalty kill did the job and the islanders did a very good job in game four of staying out of the penalty box so overall what the islanders really need to do is keep on doing what they did in the last game uh but you got to also expect that the penguins will make adjustments the other thing that you have to be aware of tristan jarry the the goaltender for the penguins Gotta go high glove. He let up another couple of goals high glove in game four, and that seems to be his Achilles heel. If I'm the Islanders, it's high glove, high glove, high glove. The other thing the Islanders have to do, they've gotta shoot the puck more often. So many times I saw uh, Matthew Barzal, Nick Letty, uh, 
so many different players passing up great shooting opportunities to try to get that perfect pass and set up that better shooting opportunity. You know what? If you've got an elite or a, or a high-quality scoring chance, don't pass the puck unless you know you're going to make that pass. Take the shot, pepper Jarry with as many shots as you can, and put the pressure on the Penguins. That is the key. Keep the Penguins on their heels, frustrate them like they did in Game 4, and things are going to be more or less looking like uh, they are in the Islanders' favor. If you lose Game 5, it's not the end of the world. You come back for Game 6 at the Coliseum and have a chance to make it to Game 7. And Oh, oh by the way, how exciting and how fun was it uh, to see some of the New York Jets players at this game, downing some beers, wearing their mullets, and, and just having a darn good time. And then some great ex-Islanders, John Tonelli, Matt Molson, in attendance at the game. These are great things for fans as we start to wind things down at the old barn, hopefully not winding them down too soon. But obviously this is the last playoff go-round at the Nassau Coliseum. And more than anything, we would like to see the Islanders get the job done and, and give the Coliseum a fitting send-off with a long playoff run and, and maybe even a Stanley Cup. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. That is going to do it for this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Don't forget, I'm live tweeting during the game tonight. We'll also have another episode shortly after midnight. Uh, episodes drop around 12.25 a.m. New York time, Monday through Friday. Uh, so if you're a night owl, you could listen before bed. If you're uh, an early riser, subscribe to the podcast, and it'll be waiting in your inbox when you get up in the morning. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. Big game tonight. So, of course, let's go Islanders.